Dude, obviously I want to talk about the tour coming up with Ginger and talk about Become the Hunter and get your opinion on a couple things, but you being the IE metal titans that you are, the hometown heroes for us, for your local rock station, I kind of wanted to go back to the beginning now that it's been almost 20 years since the formation of Suicide Silence. Can you take me back? I imagine it kind of started, all started at the Showcase Theater, right? Yeah, uh, Showcase Theater. Uh, rest in peace. I was in Corona. I think it closed down 2007. That's how we got our start. Playing shows there, hardcore shows, metal shows, death metal shows. That really got us, I guess, as you could say, in the game. And and uh, yeah, I mean, we wouldn't have a career at all unless it was for that one venue. And that's where you met Mitch, right? Mitch used to work there, didn't he? Kind of. Yeah, we have friends that were work- worked there from high school. And I met Mitch through the first senior of Suicide Silence. And uh, yeah, I actually met him in this room. I'm in the garage right now where we wrote pretty much all of our records. And I uh, met him in here. He's walked in. Then he was in the band <laughs> was it was it that obvious a talent right away his his just charisma and, and ability yeah once he because uh, he was going to do like a guest vocal spot which he did here at the showcase and after that it was kind of obvious that his style and his voice over the riffs that was kind of the sound that just kind of I guess took off it was obvious, man. I mean, he not only had the voice, but I, I, he had a real stage presence about him. And I imagine that's what you saw early on. Mitch, he had what you call it, as uh, as you hear people say. And uh, unfortunately, you know, me, I mean, obviously, if you know someone, all you know is that person. To me, he was just Mitch and his family and his friends, the band members. And so you don't really know what you have, obviously, till it's gone, I believe a fan wrote a song about that <laughs> and uh, it's very true unfortunately as humans we don't really know what we have till it's gone and um, and yeah you look back and like wow I mean there's no other person I ever met in my life that was that way there was something about him the energy he he had around him he had an aura and now you know, I look back whenever we would hang out or talk like damn he was that's why they call him a legend because he was absolutely Dude, I was trying to think of it like this. Obviously, when you're in a band with somebody, and especially when you're forming a band, you guys are playing each other. Oh, do you know this band? Check out this band. Check out that band. I'm kind of curious, since we're talking about Mitch, was there an, a band or an album that he pushed on you back in the day that he introduced you to and made you a fan of? Or maybe maybe it was the exact opposite, and you're like, new kids on the block? Really, man? Or was there, give me one or the other. Was there a band that he made you a fan of? Or was there something that he loved that you were kind of like, I never got that band at all? Let me know, Mike, if you know the band I'm talking about. He didn't show me this band. I didn't show him this band. It was a band from here in Riverside, Corona, California area called Wrench. Wrench. That would play the Showcase Theater. And they were a freaking heavy band. Heavy. I'm talking like same tuning, drop A, uh, next level stuff. And um, so shout out to Wrench. Uh, also, X, the drummer of Wrench was also in a band called, he played drums for a band called Throwdown. Oh, yeah. And the run. Uh, same same era, like uh, early 2000s, and uh, we would just jam that band and not even talk to each other. Like, <laughs> this is what we got to do. There was no, like, push. We just knew, like, this mind you, low tuning, this band, corn, low tuning, heavy, head bang as hard as you can. That's it. Wow, so it's all owed to Wrench. Yeah, shout out to uh, a local band around here from the early 2000s. They were ahead of their time heavy you could find their stuff on on youtube obviously and, and stuff like that so branch check out a record called queens 
Annie's Revenge on YouTube branch, and that's you will hear the heaviest joke you've ever heard in your life. Dude, I am gonna, <laughs> I am gonna look that up, man. I'm serious. I I was sure. around in that era, and I used to manage a band during that early 2000s. They were more from like the Rancho area, but called Hollow. Is that ring? Hollow. Up? Okay, cool. And no. Songre. Do you know those Song guys? Gray. Songre. I heard of Songre. Yeah, they 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 used to play, but they were more like on the rancho kind of end of town, upland that side of of the IE back in the early days. But uh, fun to just reminisce cool. about those showcase days. I saw so many shows there back in the day, and like you said, rest in peace to that venue, dude. Speaking of shows, yeah. we got the big one coming up, the home area show, October thirtieth at the Blasco with Ginger, and now kind of the Ginger family. Really cool family tour this is, right? With uh, Miss Tatiana Lopez. Yeah, it's lit. I keep forgetting. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alex and our guitar player Mark both got married within the same week, and they both had digital marriages. <laughs> COVID marriages. Yeah, I saw Mark's wedding on an iPad, and I saw Alex's wedding, I believe, on an iPad as well. It was pretty bizarre. <laughs> That's that's weddings in this day and age, in this COVID era, I guess. But uh, imagine, yeah. have you done the math? When was the last show versus the next first show? Is it going to be like 200 plus days between shows? Uh, around there. I mean, we're lucky. We have experience with taking long breaks off. We're lucky, you know, we have a career and we have experience with taking a year or two off. But like, it's not a big deal. So this whole pandemic really was, I mean, for us, just like another kind of time off, you know, because we, I mean, we have writing records or there's tragedies people die i mean you have to take breaks and to recover from tragedies or any situation you have in your life and that takes you know months a year uh, two years easily so unfortunately i think it was a lot of bands first time losing something or recovering from a tragedy with us like we've been probably our third or fourth time recovering from uh from the situation so we were kind of i guess lucky in that in that regard and also lucky that uh, I guess people are still playing the songs on Spotify and Apple and YouTube and you see the numbers are still growing. It's, it's very strange, but very, very lucky. It's got to be very encouraging for you. I mean, you're the man that's been there since day numero uno. And despite all the setbacks, you guys have always come back stronger and more powerful than the time before. I mean, and it continues to grow become the hunter was an amazing album and i don't know some little birdie friend of mine that i ran into at the uh at the observatory the other night said something about 606 studios now and and maybe numero seven coming oh cool you're probably running to alex at pod right yeah exactly exactly oh uh, see I, I i already knew what happened uh i was supposed to go to that show but me and alex have been going to shows literally the past month constantly i was like dude i can't I can't. <laughs> I got <gotta, laughs> to I, I wanted to see POD, man. They, uh, I, I heard they play Satellite, right? Yeah, Satellite in its entirety. And I had Sonny on oh, talking about it. It was so great to hear Set It Off and the title track. And even like Celestial, the instrumental tune that they expanded out and made a little bit longer. So it was it was dope, man. So cool. Yeah, I, I, was, I was supposed to be there. But yeah, yeah you heard right. Today's day off, tomorrow's day off. Yeah, we, we were just at... Uh, 606 yesterday it was very surreal because we've been trying to go to that spot that studio for years years but it just never panned out and finally uh time just allowed it to happen can you talk about who you're working with on the album at 606 and has dave grohl popped in i guess it's out now yeah i mean we're doing some singles right now i mean it's going to be a record eventually but uh with taylor young uh he's a producer out of the valley 
and he's done nails, twitching tongues. He's in twitching tongues, very heavy stuff, very, uh, he's from Connecticut, but moved down here when he was 16 and joined a band called Crematorium back in the day when we were playing together at Showcase, like, in the day ones, as, as, as you're uh, bringing up. Yeah. And uh, so he, he's also our age, you know, mid-30s, so it just kind of, we met, we met with him last month, and, like, he said, yeah, we'll probably join to 606, and that's kind of, like, one of those, like, deal breakers, like, yep, we're going. Yeah, it was crazy. It was a very surreal moment. I think it was for him as well. And, uh, yeah, Taylor Young, he's, he's a great guy. He's a heavy dude. And it's one of those, I'm curious how it's going to sound. I don't, I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. I was going to say, do you, do you have any sort of direction? I mean, the Become the Hunter, I thought was an amazing album. And I really liked, uh, obviously you guys always bring the brutality, but I like some of the other stuff like Skin Tight and Scythe. Is that how you pronounce oh, cool. it? You know, where you're still mixing in some more melodic, creepy stuff and, and doing some different sounds. Because obviously you can bludgeon us to death all day long, but I think it's kind of nice to take cool. those sonic those sonic journeys that you did on the last album. I'm curious if there's going to be more of those on the new album. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, obviously we all we've all heard it before. This is our best record. This is our heaviest record. We all heard it before. But one thing that I will say that none of those bands throughout history of music has ever said is that right now we're all very focused. It is we have not been in the same room like this for the past 15 years. It's taken us a long time to get to where we're at now, where we could all be, because we're, we're a band. We write music in the same room. We don't have a, we don't have a laptop in front of us. We, we, we're not in different states. We've, uh, throughout pandemics and tragedies, money disappearing or girlfriends and wives, we're still here and we still get in the same room and write music together as a band. I just say straight up, we're the only band in our genre that does that. That's not a good thing either. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for us to get in a room like this and be as focused as we are, it hasn't been like this in well over a decade. And it took us a long time, it took us tragedies and to really focus in, on what we're doing. And that's it. So uh, we're, we're all in good headspace and I'm curious what the outcome is. And I'm really stoked for people to hear it. I'm stoked for our fans to hear Suicide Silence being Suicide Silence more than ever. So do you think a couple singles, maybe something out before the end of this year and then album next year? Uh, I'd say like January will probably drop something. I mean, we're doing two songs, but they'll probably be on, on the record. But uh, I'd say we'll probably drop a song or two at least in January. And we already have a timeline when we're doing the rest of the record, which will be early next year. It's all flowing. We're all, we're all pumped, stoked, and uh, just thankful to be here. I sound like I know what I'm talking about, but for real, I don't. Like, <laughs> it's like, I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, I'm, I'm so lucky that, that Suicide Silence has been a band for, you know, 20 years. And, uh, yeah, I can't plan this stuff. As much as I, I could say, yeah, I've been here since day one. Like, as, I mean, I'm lucky. It's cool. But the fact that the members are still here doing it, no one quit through all this chaos. I don't know what, what that word is. Can't be luck. I can't even say grateful anymore. It's just, I, don't, I don't know what those words are. It's Fortunate. The fact we're still here. Fortunate it's up there. Stuff that you can't plan, stuff I can't say, like, yeah, I knew what I was doing. I don't know what I was doing. I mean, oops. Yeah, it's fortunate to be here and uh, still playing it on, I guess I could chew my own home for a second. We're doing it right now at a very high level. Yeah, we're lucky that, that we're still here. We're lucky that uh, people are still jamming in tunes, and I'm 
I wish I could be a fan. I wish I could be like, just not be in the room and like just hear the music fresh, you know? Like, dang, I, w- I wonder what it's going to sound like with fresh ears. That's so, it's, it must be cool. That's one of the things I love about you guys. I always run into you guys at different shows. We saw each other over, the, you know, what, September, a couple of shows at Five Point. You guys are still fans. Yeah. You haven't forgotten how to be music fans. And that's, that's one of the things that I've always loved about you guys. You're always around and accessible and you're not, even with all the success you've had, it hasn't gone to your head. You're not unappreciated approachable you're not untouchable you still know what it's like to be a fan and you still take care of your fans when writing music i mean of course you're going to write for yourself but you also write with fans in mind and know what they're looking for from you too i appreciate you saying that mike yeah it's very true we work very hard to uh, to stay accessible whether it's on tour or at a local show or at a, just a show and we're just hanging out yeah i mean i love hanging out with people i love seeing shows me and alex so the reason I didn't go see P.O.D. was in 94, me and Alex also went to Chain Reaction and saw uh, Gatekeeper and Knock Loose. Shout out to Knock Loose. Oh, yeah. Heavy, heavy band. So sick. So we were just at Chain Reaction and uh, I had a chilling face. I was there in front of a venue for, I don't know, six hours. <laughs> I was hanging out with old friends. I, was, I left at 2 a.m. just talking with friends, old friends, and uh, anyone that wanted to see what's up and not glue so it's up to those guys i met them for the first time i think they were very accessible and i say yeah, i saw you a corn i yeah. bought a i bought a stain shirt for 45 dollars i bought a corn shirt for 60 bucks so, <laughs> uh yeah i'm uh, i'm still a fan dude <laughs> i love it man you can't can't ever forget about that it and you know that's that's one of the things you always got to hang on to i mean that's kind of why i do what i do i'm just a music fan i just love this music so much and you know i did want to give a shout out to our uh, our mutual friend who introduced us and a, a guy that we both love and and love his band but shout out to uh Brandon Mendenhall and the Mendenhall Experiment and love what they're doing. They're a new singer. Look forward to their bright future. Yeah, shout out to to my uh, to my dear friend B and the Mendenhall Experiment. They're they're going to do a video. They're recording a video in mid December, which I'll actually be in. So I don't even have to try to plug it. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, so they'll be releasing some new music soon, and uh, I'll be in the video. I guess <laughs> it'll be sick, man. Little cameo, you gonna do some shredding on it too, or what? Yeah, they, they recorded uh, their record in Vegas, so uh, I'm not gonna throw anyone under the bus, but you know, I didn't want to pull the average musician. So I was in person, I got on a plane in Vegas at 4 a.m., got on a plane, flew to Vegas during a pandemic with my guitar in hand, pulled up. I get beat crap for this, but uh, <laughs> a lot of his members thought I was gonna show up and, and go and go to bed because Garth needs to sleep, right? Right. He just shows up, but my like, dude, I showed up. I'm ready. I'm ready to rock. I was I was up the whole night. <laughs> so the I kids showed up. I, I was up at four a.m. I fly. I fly during a pandemic. I showed up. We had breakfast. Talked to B for hours over biscuits and gravy or something. Yeah, sh- shout out to uh, to Bri, uh, cooking breakfast, and I was up the whole time. Love that dude, man. Yeah. He's he's just and the did, best. Yeah, I did some tracks with uh, Chris Collier. Shout out to Chris. I can't. Oh wow, I can't say who we just recorded, but. Yeah, he's been doing some cool stuff lately, and you'll hear uh, probably the next few months who who's he been doing. But let's just say it's the biggest. It's the biggest. Uh, I'm very. I'm not surprised where he's at right now. He he's definitely in the spot. So Chris Collier, shout out in Las Vegas. I flew out there in person, laid down the track in person. And I flew home. I didn't do it over the internet or like most guitar players do. I went there in person with the video. I'm doing the same thing uh, because I love B so much. I love the song. I'm driving into LA traffic, and I'm doing the video. <laughs> in person and we all know the LA traffic and if you're from uh, from a SoCal the, uh, the 91 the 5 freeway the 405 uh. it's all messed up but 
but uh, I'm there. I'm there because I, I love it, and I'm, I'm thankful and honored that uh, that B even had me on on this song. Love it, man. See, once again, proving what a big fan you are. Dude, I appreciate all the time. Last last thing I want to hit you with, I'm going to go old school, a little bit old school, talking about playing guitar and stuff. And I got to imagine starting off, you were you had to be, with the riffs you play and the shredding you do, you had to have gone through that phase where you learned the rules through the mighty Metallica, because we do mandatory mm-hmm. Metallica still, and you're going to be a part of that. So oh, what, was cool. your, what was your introduction to Metallica? What's the album you gravitate towards when you think Metallica? As far as our circle and our metal circle i have a very unpopular opinion but i love the black album nice i play a black album and uh my first song i heard was enter the sandman and uh yeah it's just i just heard the singles when i was a little kid and i remember mtv had like the spring break like cover show and that record just dropped and i remember like some guy saying enter sandman like as you expect karaoke crappy i was like what is that song i think you know like, like little kid being you know 11 i was like enter sandman metallica and oh and i found out there's a record and and I always go to that record. I love Enter Sandman. I love that record. I love Sabbath True. And even though as, as a guitar player, those songs still hold up as far as technique. Like I practice along to Master of Puppets, like Battery, today as a modern guitar player, as a metal player. I'll, I'll play that song, play along to it, and I get like the warm up and the improvement still and that really goes to show like a Metallica tapped into something and I obviously don't need my my uh, my stamp on it or opinion on it because they're already a massive band but like it's still that's why they are who who they are like I mean a modern guitar player could practice those songs and still get a benefit as a modern guitar player it's just like that's just such a timeless thing and the fact that they're songs are so hard to play and they're also extremely popular like that's just that just doesn't happen you know and because uh they have timeless hard guitar riffs which is impossible to uh to hit and they, they did it so uh so practicing master puppets as far as damning my, my spirit time uh black album Love it, man. It's crazy that the Black Album is now 30 years old and, of course, 30 million sold along with it. And really cool what they did with the Blacklist. Did you see hear about that, where they had all these different uh, artists cover them from, like, Corey Taylor to Dave Gaughan of Depeche Mode? Got to pick their favorite tune on the Black Album and cover it. Heard about that. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty cool. I was just listening to... Uh I was on, on a Spotify listening to demos. Like they released a black album, but they released all their tapes and demos. I thought that was so cool. And that like inspired us to do the same thing because we're going to re release our first record, uh, The Cleansing. Really? On vinyl. Yeah, I did the whole like uh, reissue. And uh, we have tapes like audio cassette tapes, which none of our pure bands could say because back in the day we've been here long enough to uh still have cassette tapes so we, <laughs> i'm getting some i have i've had some uh cassette tapes being cleaned up right now in irvine and i know we have at least one song on there but yeah just those cassette tapes and i was listening to the black album once i was like dang like that's so cool like being the fan it's like hearing like the riffs and then they have a second part of the riff and they have a demo then like a pre-pro of a record then a pre-pro in the, in the studio like dude i love hearing like a progression of a song that really like inspired us to really bust out the uh cassette the uh, crappy cassette tapes <laughs> and uh and crappy rip demos you know you had the old like ghetto box boom box right and hit play and record on the tape just to tape what you guys were throwing down in rehearsal right oh yeah i remember we would take a, a radio shack cassette recorder and we would put it outside the room like outside <laughs> outside the garage and and record our songs that way so, yeah, because it was then, so loud in the room. I I could see that. I could see that. Recorder outside, and then Mitch, like he would, dude, never bought anything. Like he wouldn't, you know, buy a mic or a 
the second player, so he would always take mine. It would piss me off. I'm like, dude, if Mitch borrows something, he's gone. It's gone. He's not, he's not going to bring it back. So I knew, like, all right, he's asking me to borrow my cassette player. Yeah, it's gone. And it's, it's, <laughs> it, and it's never coming back. <laughs> Five-finger discount. Yeah, yeah. He always, he always take our, our Radio Shack uh, cassette players. But, uh, yeah, it was, it's crazy that uh, it's crazy that we still have cassette tapes. Like, wow, like, we've been a – we that old? Yep, <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we are a band that had cassette tape demos. Dude, I have endless boxes of tapes of like re- old radio shows and interviews all on cassette, but I finally got one of those digital transfer things like with the USB, so I'm, I'm stoked on that. Dude, uh, just save to- Save them, dude. Save them, man. Save yeah, them. absolutely. Just to uh, put a button on it, dude, pick a song for us to play on Mandatory Metallica. What song do you want to hear on Mandatory Metallica on KCAL? You know what? I'm a simple man. I, I got to go cliche. I don't care. I love Sad But True. That's it. Sad but true, dude. It's a slow song, but that riff is so heavy and sludgy. I love it. Yep. Dude, I totally appreciate the time and uh, hope to run into you at a show again soon and and be at your own show at the Belasco, man. I can't wait for that show. It's going to be sick. Hell yeah, Mike. Thank you for your time and thank you for the uh, cool questions. My pleasure, man. man. It was badass. We'll we'll keep in touch. Have a good one, Chris. Catch you later. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, man. Later. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming online at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.